Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Master Books podcast. Today, Israel Wayne is with us, and we are going to be talking about his book, Answers for Homeschooling, Top 25 Questions Critics Ask. And this is going to be an excellent podcast. We have polled the ladies in the Master Books app book club who are studying this book together right now and ask them what they'd like to know from Israel. He's out there teaching homeschool families what they need to know about raising their children biblically, discipling their children at home and helping them thrive and be successful. And he has written so many books that we have published questions Jesus asked, questions God has asked, God asks of us, education, does God have an opinion, parenting for Christians, raising them up and pitching a fit overcoming angry and stressed out parenting. And most recently, he's released Foundations in Faith, which is an excellent Bible doctrine study for your preteen and teenage students. So we're going to have a great show. I'm so glad you're here. Here at Masterbooks, we are dedicated to help you disciple your children and develop a strong faith as a family. With pro-Bible homeschool curriculum and beautiful books that honor God as creator. We offer online courses to help your family worship and serve God. You will also find morning baskets and devotionals for the whole family. Our mission is ink on paper to touch eternity, and we have been publishing Christian books for this purpose since 1975. Find your pro-Bible homeschool curriculum at masterbooks.com. Hey, Israel, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be back with you. I am excited to have you answer some of the questions that the ladies have asked in the Master Books app book club. Also, we are giving away a digital copy of your book, Answers for Homeschooling, to anyone, um, to one person in the Master Books app and one person in the Moms of Master Books Facebook group. So click on over there and find out how you could win a copy of it. So today I want to kick off our show by asking you, Israel, like, why did you choose to homeschool and why have you devoted your life and your lifestyle to helping other families thrive in their homeschooling, helping them renew the family? Well, my wife and I were both homeschooled ourselves back in the early days. My family started homeschooling in 1978, Brooks family in 1983. So we were some of the earliest pioneer families and some of the earliest homeschool graduates. Uh, so I think we both benefited a lot from our own home education experience. So mm-hmm. it was sort of a foregone conclusion when we met and married that we wanted to homeschool our own children. Yes. But beyond that, the main reason I homeschool is not just my experience. Uh, when I look in the scripture, I find that God commands me as a parent to teach my own children. And God never instructs me to send my children away from me to people that I don't know for them to teach and instruct my children. And so Mm -hmm. I take that pretty seriously that God has entrusted my wife and I with this responsibility of raising our own children Mm -hmm. and passing on our faith, our beliefs, our values to them. I think also in terms of why I'm investing in helping to encourage other families to do the same thing is that when we look at our church crisis, when we look at our national crisis, there's really not another path out of this dilemma, then Christians have got to start teaching their children God's word and equipping them to think and live according to a biblical worldview. 
And if we as Christians don't do that and we just keep uh, giving our children to the world and, and our children just keep becoming pagans generation after generation, we can't have any expectation of there being some kind of shift in course for our nation if we as believers aren't um, doing the things that God has given to us to do. And so I believe that the beginning of transformation in our nation begins with the church and churches are made up of individuals and families. And so it's super important what we as Christian parents do in our own homes. And so I want to encourage parents to take that responsibility seriously. Absolutely. And it really boils down to family discipleship, right? To discipling your own children at home. And I love it. really does. Yeah, I love that. That is your passion. It's Masterbook's passion. And together we've been able to reach a lot of people. And we appreciate all that you are doing for America and even the other countries. I wanted to read an endorsement from Mike Smith, the president of HSLDA, um, about your book. This book answers 25 questions critics ask. And so I just want to give everybody an idea of what they're going to find in this book. And he says it so well. The answers to the critical questions every homeschooler has at one time or another are found in this book and are easy to understand. The bottom line is that Israel's book is the first place any homeschooler should go to have their questions answered. And it could be the only place that one would have to go for this critical information about the homeschool world. Israel is owed a great deal of gratitude for finally giving us what we have needed for years. So tell us a little bit about your book and what people are going to find here. Well, being homeschooled myself and growing up, uh, not just in a homeschooling family, but my mother uh, back in 1988 started a national homeschool magazine. So I grew up in a publishing family and grew up a bit on the national homeschool leadership side of things. And so because of my unique position, I have literally been asked every question that you could possibly be asked about home education, probably hundreds, if not thousands of times. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a set of questions that are really the most common uh, that people ask over and over, like, am I qualified or is a parent qualified to teach their child? And won't their child be missing out on a lot of things if they don't go to a public school? And how can somebody afford to homeschool on a single income? And what about socialization? And shouldn't our children be in the public schools to be salt and light and be missionaries right. and evangelists? And how do you choose a curriculum? And, and most people don't ask this anymore, but you know, what's the laws in my state? Some people don't even know that when they first start looking into it. What are the different styles and methods of homeschooling? And so I just wanted to create a book that would put all of those answers together in one place. I drew heavily from research. There are a lot of studies on many of these issues. There's a lot of statistics. And so I wanted it to not just be my opinion versus your opinion, but to mm -hmm. be able to reference actual research and, and data that we have on many of these questions. And so I think this book is a little bit unique in the space and that it, it provides answers for uh, the critic of homeschooling. Sometimes that critic is your neighbor, your in-laws, your you know, coworkers or, or friends. Sometimes the critics actually in your own head um, sure. telling you that you're not qualified to do this. You're not patient enough. You're not organized enough, whatever mm -hmm. the, the issues may be. And so I wanted a book that would help people to have answers. Uh, one of the things that Masterbook specializes in is Christian apologetics, which is giving you a defense for the Christian faith. And I think there are a lot of Christians who believe in Jesus and are going to go to heaven 
But when someone asks them to defend the Christian faith, they sort of lock up and they don't right. really have good answers. And that's why so many of the apologetics books that Masterbooks publishes are so important because they actually give you answers and give you an ability to defend what it is that you believe. Right. And so I think this book in some ways is like homeschool apologetics. You may be homeschooling and you may say, well, I don't need sold on homeschooling. I'm already homeschooling. What's well, sort of like Christian apologetics? It would be like saying, well, I don't need apologetics. I'm already saved. I'm already a Christian. Well, mm -hmm. that's kind of not the point. The point is you need to be able to defend your beliefs to other people. And that's really what this book is all about, is helping you to have good answers for your own mind, but also giving you good answers that you can give to other people. That's great. And as you were saying that, I was thinking it's actually going to help you have answers to give your children because they will be questioned as well. They will have to be able to defend why they are homeschooled by the community and grandparents and aunts and uncles who want to know if this is really legit. Yeah, I experienced that myself as a homeschooled student. And I think for a lot of homeschool students, they grow up with an experience. And so, like I said, I had a good experience of being homeschooled, which biased me toward homeschooling, but that's not really the reason why I homeschool. The real reason why I homeschool is because I have a biblical apologetic for doing so, mm -hmm. I have a biblical reason or rationality for it. And so I think we need to make sure with our homeschool students that we don't merely give them an experience, but we give them a biblical philosophy of education. And that's yes. something I tried to do in my education. Does God have an opinion book? Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a great book for homeschool high schoolers to read before they graduate so that they don't just say, yeah, I was homeschooled, but they actually get the philosophy behind it and get the why behind the what. Absolutely. So they can walk into college or career or marriage and know why they believe that's what they should have done, should have been done in their own lives and in their future family. So as I mentioned before, we have in the Masterbooks app, a book club, and they have been studying together answers for homeschooling. And I polled them to find out what they would like to know from you, the author. And the first um, question that they asked is they wanted to get insight on a full-time family. So the dad works at home while the mother is homeschooling the children. It's got its unique challenges and also joys. It's something you've probably experienced for a long time. So they're interested in knowing how that works for you and um, any tips that you have for it. I've actually had the experience as the dad in our homeschool family of working outside the home and then working in the home. Mm -hmm. uh, both of those are a challenge. Uh, there's pluses and minuses, pros and cons to both. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in most homeschooling families, the mom is the one who is doing the majority of the actual teaching during the day. And I, I think that from my viewpoint, homeschooling works when the family works. And so one of the most important books that I think someone could read if they want to have a successful homeschool is actually my book, Raising Them Up, Parenting for Christians. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because if the family dynamic is intact, then and the relationships are working, you can figure out the academic part. That part's mm -hmm. really not that difficult. You know, you, you may have to tweak things. Maybe you have to find a little bit different curriculum that resonates with your child or modify your schedule or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the biggest issues are getting mom and dad on the same page where they believe the same things and are heading in the same direction, um, whether that has to do with educational choices or whether it has to do with how they approach parenting, how they approach child discipline, how they approach um, spiritual development of their family. 
It's very difficult if you have mom who is very interested in the spiritual training and formation of her children and dad doesn't care and mm-hmm. he's just watching football and ignoring the family. Like those kinds of dynamics make homeschooling very hard. Or when mom wants to homeschool and dad is not really in favor of it and, and he's kind of making snide remarks the whole time. So I, I think that um, getting dads to read my books is actually really important for the homeschool family. Because if you can see, get dad to read the Raising Them Up book, uh, that shows him his responsibility to disciple his own children. Once yes. he's on board with that and he sees that God didn't tell someone else to be responsible for discipling his children, God told him to. Um, and, and then he starts thinking, OK, so what are the best ways for me to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, homeschooling is going to be pretty evident to him as being a best method. And so. And then the the other books, uh, Education Does God Have an Opinion, that book really lays out the biblical philosophy of the why behind why Christian education, why biblical worldview education is so important. And you won't get that in a public school. And so then, you know, the answer is kind of is the practical nuts and bolts how to. And so I think these things are super important. Um, but, but I think from a, a family standpoint, family dynamic, um, the, the family, the parents have to be on the same page, moving the same direction uh, to make to have maximum effectiveness. And so once that's in place, then I think we find that the uh, the academic questions tend to solve them, themselves. I love that. And um, Randy Pratt, the president of New Leaf Publishing and Master Books, he has said before that he sees his job, one of his jobs as the father in the homeschool experience in the home is to make sure his wife, who is primarily doing the homeschool, has everything she needs to succeed. All of his attention on the issue, as well as the tools, the curriculum, the setup and the house, just to make sure that he is supporting her from that standpoint and that she feels like she they're a team. Absolutely. In fact, that's one of the chapters in the Answers for Homeschooling book is what is the father's role in home education? And I mm-hmm. reiterate what Randy said. That's that same kind of concept or idea uh, in that chapter. So again, that'd be a really helpful chapter to have your husband read is that chapter on the dad's role um, that's in the Answers for Homeschooling book. Right. Right. Okay. So the next question is, what are the benefits of family style learning and how does it work in your family? One of the chapters in the answers book is called teaching multiple grades at once. Okay. And that chapter was actually not written by myself. It was written by my wife. Okay. And so she explains um, how we do that as a family in our home. And so we predominantly use Masterbooks curriculum and um, we teach, we group teach certain subjects. So history and science are some subjects that we specifically group teach where um, we will have students with multiple, I'm sorry, multiple students with their own workbook. And so uh, we may have three or four students all using the same workbook in the same class. Um, And some people may say, well, how do you do that? Like, do you have four students all the same age? This is a great opportunity to just dive in very quickly on the uniqueness of Masterbooks, because in Masterbooks, it's different than most curriculum created for Christian schools, where you would have, say, a seventh grade textbook. Mm-hmm. Well, Masterbooks creates their textbooks to accommodate a range. And so we can often accommodate several students using the same text, um, and they each have their workbook. So my wife will read aloud. 
history or science or some of the other subjects. Um, and then they will be answering the questions in their workbook as they listen along. And so that helps us in terms of streamlining our day. It also makes sure that um, we are available for dialogue afterwards. And I've taught some of these classes as well with my high school students like logic, apologetics, um, uh, what, what else have I done? Uh, economics. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's another one that's eluding me right now. But I've taught some of these as well. And we'll have like, say, three of my high schoolers that I'm teaching together. We have 11 children. I don't know if we said that. So people are probably like, how many kids do you have? Yeah, we, we have 11. So that's we have, we have a lot of students. Um, and so I do that with some of the high school classes as well. Great. Great. I'm so glad that that is working for your family and that it's in the book so everybody can find a place to a baseline. Here's what's working for your family. Here's what um, your wife has to suggest and then take it and make it their own. So the next question is, um, it's more of a, let's talk about this topic. One of the ladies wanted to talk about how God's character is revealed in academic studies. She said she hadn't thought much about that before reading Education, Does God Have an Opinion, one of your books. And it was so eye-opening. She said it gave new purpose and excitement to how she viewed her school. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about studying God's character within every subject. Yeah, my book, Education, Does God Have an Opinion, is very unique. It's not your typical how to homeschool book. Um, I think it's probably the most comprehensive book on the market regarding a biblical philosophy of education. Mm -hmm. So when we ask the why question, why do we teach our children? Why do we educate them? I think most people have an economic outcome that they're hoping for. Like I educate my child so that he or she can ultimately get a job, make a living, pay the bills. It's very mm -hmm. pragmatic. It's practical. Um, but I don't think from God's perspective, that's the primary reason he wants you to educate your child. The most foundational reason he wants you to teach your children is so that they can know him because that's the primary purpose of life. Mm -hmm. uh, John 17, 3 says, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. So knowing God is the most foundational premise in all of life. And we know God through two primary means through the scriptures, which the theologians call special revelation, uh, but then also through creation, which we call general revelation. And mm -hmm. God has revealed his nature, character, and attributes through every academic subject. Uh, Romans 1 talks about this, how the nature and character of God has been revealed through the things that have been made so that man is without excuse. And so when we study mathematics, when we study language or science or any other subject, we learn what God is like. We learn his nature, character, and attributes. So in education, does God have an opinion? I go through each of these academic disciplines, whether it's art, music, logic, philosophy, mathematics, whatever it is. And I talk about what does this subject teach us about the nature and character of God? And so when your child says, why do I need to learn this subject? Mm -hmm. I hope your answer is it so that you can get a job and pay the bills. I hope that you're able to explain, well, when we study mathematics, we learn about God's unity. We learn about his immutability, the fact that he's constant, that he doesn't change. And the fact that mathematics exists as a category in the universe 
is an evidence of the existence of God because evolution, random chance processes would never bring about something as systematic, as orderly, as precise and predictable as mathematics. And so these subjects actually are an apologetic or evidence of the existence of God. So again, I think for people who are like, well, I'm already homeschooling. I don't need sold on homeschooling. My education does God have an opinion book is, is so much more than that. It's, it's not just that. It's going to actually teach you how to give your child a biblical philosophy of education as opposed to a uh, humanistic one. Absolutely. And we are so happy to be supplying that to the world, really, internationally, helping people have homeschool curriculum that teaches them who God is in every subject and not just with a scripture verse here and there and something that several different um, types of religion, not Christian religion, could use and feel comfortable with. This is very decidedly biblical homeschool curriculum. And so um, the next question is from chapter nine, which is talking about elitism. And I want you to explain some of that is homeschooling elitist. And um, the latest question said, how can we encourage other families to homeschool with the Bible being the basis of basis of doing so without it coming across as a moral judgment? Oftentimes homeschooling is dismissed because it's seen as a preference are that we are in special circumstances, but that it doesn't work for everyone. So how would you answer that? Well, this is a really practical thing. I do this a lot um, where I will give someone a resource. Um, if I believe that they are somewhat open to exploring an idea like homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And so a great resource would be uh, my answers for homeschooling book. Uh, or if it's like a pastor or someone who's maybe more theologically oriented, the education, mm -hmm. does God have an opinion book might be better. But practically what I do, I give them a copy of my book or of, of a different book. Actually, in my case, I'm usually giving them a different resource, not one that I wrote. Um, but I will say, hey, I read this book and I'm not going to tell you what I think about it. I don't want to bias you one way or the other. But I would love for you to read this and just give me honest feedback. Just tell me what you think about it. And, you know, there's not a right answer, like whatever you honestly think, love it, hate it, indifferent, whatever. Just give me your opinion. And I'd love to hear what you think. And then when they come back, um, I have enough confidence in these books because I've seen it happen hundreds and hundreds of times that people, if they read these books, they'll actually start homeschooling. So mm -hmm. in those cases, if someone reads the books, um, I believe they're persuasive enough that that people will make the decision that, wow, this is something that we we should be doing. And it's something that I just learned we can practically do. And yes. so um, I, I think it's a it's a great, powerful way to be non-offensive uh, mm -hmm. and just let the book do the talking. Um, and then in, in those rare cases, and this doesn't happen often, but where someone will return a video or a book that I've loaned them and they just say, oh, I absolutely hated that. Totally disagree with that author. You know, couldn't stand any of this is, you know, propaganda, whatever the response, mm -hmm. negative responses. I realize if I've given them a powerful and effective resource that nothing I say to follow up with that will be of any benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, they've just had the best possible sales pitch that they can have for whatever topic this is. I mean, mm -hmm. even, even young earth creationism, you know, this would be an area why I would do that. Maybe, you know, give the lie by Ken Ham to a friend who, who is older earth or something. 
And if they're just like, oh, that's total nonsense. I don't believe any of that. I realize like if that book does not persuade you, nothing I say will persuade you. And so I just say, hey, thank you so much for reading it. I appreciate you giving me your honest feedback. And if you ever have a resource that you'd like me to read, you know, maybe something on the other side of this, I'd be glad to uh, return the favor and, and read a resource that you recommend at some point. And usually that leaves the relationship, you know, in a pretty positive light. Uh, they're not mad at me. They're not angry at me. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to twist their arm or hard sell them. Uh, but I, I think that's a really non-offensive way to be able to present uh, powerful information in a format that hopefully they will receive. And I would, I've found that most times, uh, particularly with my books, they, they really are compelling and that people often will make the decision to start homeschooling. That is brilliant. I love it. And I was curious about what the elitism was about. So I was looking through this chapter and I came to this quote that I wanted to share with everybody at the end of chapter nine. It says, being homeschooled does not save you. It does not make you more holy. Homeschooling is a context. It is a learning environment that is the most conducive to parent-directed Christian discipleship. I love that. It is not, it's not the, it is a great tool, is a great place to disciple your family, but you can homeschool and miss it if you're not discipling your family. Absolutely. I think it's important to remember there are atheists, there are evolutionists, there are Wiccans and Muslims and pagans and lots of people who homeschool. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just having your child removed from a brick building and learning in a home, I don't think is what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord is when we teach our children God's truth and we do that in an effective and systematic way. And homeschooling is the most conducive means for that. Great. Thank you so much for today's interview and sharing your wisdom and writing these resources that people around the world can use to defend their view of education, their understanding of God and his nature and disciple the next generation according to the word of God. And so I'd want to ask you to um, pray for the families that are listening and discipling their families at home, if you don't mind. Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this high calling that you've given us to raise our children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord or the, the nurture and the instruction of the Lord. And so, God, we pray that we would take it seriously. We pray that you would help strengthen our feeble arms to encourage us when we feel defeated, uh, to help these parents to know that you are with them, that they're not alone. Uh, and that ultimately this process is not all up to them, but this is a work of your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we trust you uh, that you are working in the lives of our children and that you will bring great fruit, a great harvest of righteousness in their lives. And we commit this to you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Don't forget, we're giving away a digital copy of Israel's book, Answers for homeschooling in the Masterbooks app, as well as the Moms of Masterbooks. And we invite you there to learn more about homeschooling as a form of family Christian discipleship. Thanks for being a part of the podcast, joining us here, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Israel. Hey, thanks for joining us today for the Masterbooks podcast. It was really fun to do this with you today. 
We hope that you'll take a moment and rank and review the podcast wherever you are listening or watching so that others can find it more easily. We loved having you here and we look forward to being with you on the next podcast. It comes out every other week, Mondays at 5 a.m. See you then.